Hey, what's up folks? Welcome back to another 3D Hangouts. My name is Noah Ruiz. I'm a designer here at Adafruit. And joining me every week is my very brother. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. I'm Pedro Rose, creative tech here at Adafruit. And every week we're here to share 3D printed projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. That's right. This is where we combine 3D printing and DIY electronics to make inspirational projects. Like in the background here. There's lots of them. We want to say hello to everybody in the Discord chat room. Thank you so much for joining us today. Whether it's the morning, the afternoon, or the evening, we want to say hello. Goodness to you. Um, everybody hanging out all over the world and in the chats. We're hanging out on discord.gg slash Adafruit over on Facebook, on Twitch, LinkedIn, Periscope, and of course YouTube chat. Yeah, so if you have any questions during the show, we'll do our best to uh, answer them. Shout out or to everybody shout hanging out. out. Like. Good morning, Connor, Mick Carter, and over on the Discord, all the usuals. John Parks hanging out. Hey, John. Susan, Skier. Hey, Miss hey, Certain Bruce, DeWester, Andy Calloway, Dexter, Jim Hendrickson, Andy Calloway. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for all cool. joining us every yeah, morning. Yeah, we have some fun stuff to share with you folks. Some useful stuff and some fun as we mix them together. Um, but we're going to do the, the housekeeping stuff. So let's go ahead and see what's free this week here at Adafruit. So if you spend more money with Adafruit, you get free stuff and it's while supplies last. So let me run through the freebies for you. For orders that are $99 or more, we're gonna get a free Permaproto half-size breadboard for orders that are $149 or more. You get the Permaproto plus a randomly selected Stemma QT breakout board. If you have an account with Adafruit, we'll make sure you don't get the same one twice. For orders that are $200 or more, you get the randomly chosen Stemma QT board, the Permaproto board, and free UPS ground shipping for continental US only. And for orders that are $2.99 or more, you get the free Continental UPS shipping, the Stemma QT board that's randomly selected, and a Purple Proto half-size breadboard, plus a Circuit Playground Express. So all these freebies are still happening. And uh, check them out. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, they'll get automatically added to your cart uh, as, you as you add stuff to your cart. All right, the next thing I want to talk about is the Adafruit Jobs Board. Check out the Adafruit's Jobs Board by heading over to jobs.adafruit.com. You can find all the different job listings if they are in your, I don't know, flavor? If you like the flavor of them? Something like that. Check them out. It's free to do so. Uh, create a, a profile or create uh, a job listing if you're an employer. Or if you're an employee, it's free to do so, so check it out. Um, yeah, no, no spam or anything. It's all good stuff here. So jobs.adafruit.com. Help is wanted. Okay. For newsletters, uh, there's a daily newsletter. Oh, this is the weekly newsletter. I'm so sorry. Adafruit.com slash newsletter is where you can subscribe to the once a week newsletter. This one will talk about all the new products that are added on the weekly. And if you're looking for kind of a daily digest of stories and projects and things from the community, check out adafruitdaily.com. You can subscribe to all the different categories that you might like, such as Python on hardware, 3D printing, biohacking, IoT monthly, and more. I did that more there just to do an audio test. <laughs> no, more. Good. Yeah, I know. Excellent. So uh, I think that's all the housekeeping stuff. Um, Circuit Python meetings happen every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Next week it's going to happen on the following day, which is a Tuesday, because next week is Memorial Day on the Monday here in the states. So. Um, be active in the Discord chat room if uh, you want more details on that or any questions and that sort of thing. Excellent. I think that's all the, the stuff for for the housekeeping. If anything else I missed, uh, y'all can let me know. <laughs> I think that's it. I'm ready to jump into this week's project if you'd like, Pedro. Yes, posting all the links. Yeah, so if you head over to learn.adafruit.com, you'll see our latest guide is published yesterday. Yay! And this is it. This is the Neo Trinky case. A little 3D printed case for your Neo Trinky. Let's look at the overhead. Yeah, there's a couple of changes since we've been showing this off. Uh, I think it was at the end of the week. Last week, PT was asking to add an additional bit of geometry so we could stabilize the boards. So I came up with a couple of different designs. Some of them were these wedges that were trying to uh, uh, sort of keep the board from moving up and down because all of these trinkies uh, are missing the little USB shell that is around there. 
So I'm thinking it was for either cost savings or like assembly of made it a lot more easier to just have a board with the USB on there. So I tried a couple of different wedges that didn't end up working. So what we had to do was have the shell printed on there as well. So it is attached to the cover, the little top cover part of the trinky here. So it looks like this. All it does is sort of wedge itself inside of the USB port so it doesn't rattle around. So show off what that looks like. Goes in there like that. And doesn't let you wiggle it around. And just to show a difference between the two, and we'll show off a couple more of these. This uh, wiggles around when you don't have one in there, which, uh, you know, could be a little bit of a, yeah. a little bit of distraction when you're trying to tap on your um, pads there. There's no wiggling going on in there, but yeah, that is, nice is how a USB was designed. Yeah, so that little flat kind of wedges in at the top of the little blue connector there. That gives you more surface and more friction, so it's got a nice secure fitting. Yeah, I think the uh, most uh, jarring example of showing yeah, both these together yeah, this is the one... slider. So once you have the slider here, it goes up and down like that, and it can, <laughs> it can easily, easily pop, pop off. Out. So you want to be careful if you don't have the little 3D printed um, shell. Yeah. So here it with, with it on, symbol. you've got some really nice... Get out. Yeah. Can you show, like, here, I'd like to show this kind of, this is my kind of demo, is uh, you can just kind of pull it out, and then this one kind of stays there pretty good, so that's nice. And you can still, of course, pop it out, which is this interesting dance that you make with tolerances, huh? <laughs> Where you're, like, not too tight, but you can still pull it out. And it stays here, so very good job on that right there. Um, you can print this in different colors as well. So I have here is a green one, and you upside have to down. fit it. Oh, it is upside down, so orientation certainly matters. The, the, the little pads here is what gets kind of covered up here with this, and that kind of slides in there. And if I can zoom up even closer, you can get a good look at the geometry that's keeping this thing afloat. Right there, you can see that geometry. And we'll look at the slice um, because there is some things that you need to know when slicing this. So it just kind of slips on there. I at least they call it a collar, but it's more of a shell. Um, with this one, I think it's, is it easier to stop? Like it has an end stop? The, more, normally All the boards the have boards an, do, an end yeah. stop. So it goes in this way, right? Mm -hmm. Can you do it while I focus and stuff? Thanks. <laughs> it's very difficult um, because the focal range here is, is a little different. Do it again, please. You're good. And there we go. Excellent. Yeah, I was a little worried about this one because like it might cover the uh, the reset button, but with these type like this, the end stop becomes the uh, this component here. The slider itself is what becomes the end stop, and then for shapes like the rotary encoder, the end stop is the the shape of the PCB. So that just keeps that collar from being pushed in all the way. So that's a little bit of a thing there, but it should work pretty fine. Uh, with this design. So one design for all of them, or if you want the really uh, enclosed Neo Trinky, you can do the whole case as the wedge is built into the cover. So just a couple of reminders to go over the features of this case. Of yeah. course, offers diffusion. You have your built-in button, uh, the stabilizer, of course, and the larger ring if you want to use like a lanyard or a bigger key ring. And the way that this the orientation of this the way it's printed, it is vertical, so all wow. the strength is on here, so it's not going to snap, snap off because it's not printed vertically, it's printed uh, that way, yeah. uh, horizontally. Yeah, however, this one is printed vertically, mm -hmm. but uh, so far it's got, I haven't, I haven't broke one yet, so that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like you're showing off four, again with the keys. Yeah, that's a really good use too, the key one. Really adds a lot of stability to your USB trinkies. Yeah, and these take like about three minutes to print after right? your bed. They're like super bed quick. It's all heated up and all Printed that. Printed in different colors, get a nice green color so you can actually see it. Why mm -hmm. not? It looks really great. You could probably imprint some sort of shape that, in here if you want. We haven't done the, that yet, but we'll throw that out there yeah, as a maybe. Yeah, that's the point I wanted to go over. You could actually add some like shapes in here. I should have added like a Adafruit star on here, like punch it out yeah. so you don't increase the thickness. Yeah, or uh, color-coded, this is my program that has green NeoPixels and the black one would be a, a different, maybe NeoTrinky, so you could color-code them if you wanted to, to, to kind of separate them apart mm -hmm. with the color. 
So yeah. Um, oh, and the thing I forgot to mention, yeah, the, the cap, uh, touch. cap touch. So this is using the conductive filament. I think we just ran out of stock in the store. We did have a couple of spools available right. earlier in the week, but you guys bought these all yeah, thank out. You. And these allow you to route the pads. Uh, in this case, we're just having it routed to the top here. So you don't have to uh, access it from the, the front or the back. You can do it from the top here. It's 360, all surfaces. I mean, except really from cool. back here. Okay, but you yeah. definitely, if you have like a different enclosed case, you can make a trace, mm -hmm. have that uh, out of the case. Cool somehow. use of conductive filament. Yeah, we've had this spool couple spools of these for mm. like many years they just sit there because when yeah. you print something out that needs uh, traces you don't use a lot of filament so you That's will right. probably have that for yeah. quite a little time quite That's a long good, time yeah and this is from protopasta we tend to like their stuff because they seem to have the years the ago resistance years ago we tested the resistance of uh, mm -hmm. all of the different uh, conductive PLAs that it came out at the time and right. they had the and uh, protopasta is the last one standing I think, <laughs> I think so, yeah. so it might not be around <laughs> All right, cool. Let's go ahead and I think that's pretty much it. I guess like showing the assembly of it, it's super easy yeah, the way that ahead. it just slides in. Let me um, see if you're really like, there. A little bit more. There you go. So and you can see that there is sort of like this, uh, like this little bit of a rail. rail. Yeah. It goes into the bottom here. Cool. It slides in. You align the pads up to the back there. Mm -hmm. And then this little, I don't know what to call this, this little slot type thing goes right into Hook. hooks yeah hooks right into that and that's what's actually providing the stability for this uh, yeah, board to not slide out yeah and again this was challenging because of the limitations we're like touching right on the edge of what yeah, the printer uh, nozzles are able to print yeah, without changing to like a 0.2 millimeter nozzle yeah yeah but there are supports that are required for this so your limitations of the support material uh, how small the buttons are and then modeling in general, because of how small everything is, when you zoom up, you, this, you lose scale of how, yeah. you know, how tiny all the geometries for all this are. So there's like a ton of little uh, chamfers and cutaways and, and all this stuff. Surfaces has the story. To get everything, <laughs> yeah, it definitely does, to get all that to snap into place yeah. uh, with all the tolerances. Uh, these should work on uh, cruelties, most people have those, and Ultimakers. Uh, Prusas as well. Prusas sure. and flash forges. Flash forges or MakerBot style mm -hmm. uh, Cartesian printers all should work. Yeah. Pretty good. So I got a little, um, some tips and some things to look at when slicing the USB shell, like just the little collar bit, right? So we'll take a look at our, our slicer of choice here, um, Cura, and I'll kind of give you a rundown here. All right, so let me load up Cura here. And these are the parts. So we have two versions, and I wanted to make one version that was like more for the Ultimakers. They tend to have different tolerances. So I wanted to show you folks the difference between kind of the thicknesses and the geometry. So if you look at the line width, it should be 0.4, which is sort of your common line width because you have a 0.4 nozzle. So normally you would stick to your 0.4 line width. Sometimes they call it, um, Oh boy, what do they call it in the other slicer? Uh, <laughs> line width, what is it called? Extrusion width? Extrusion Maybe width. they call it that, extrusion width, line width. It's the width of a single perimeter that your nozzle can produce. So in any manner, it's at 0.4, that's sort of the stock setting. But I had to kind of redo the model so that it was a tiny bit thicker. So um, the original model here has a thickness of 0.4, and this one here has a thickness of 0.8. So let's slice them up. In our preview tab, you can see uh, what it looks like uh, when it gets sliced. So here, the thin one, you can see how it's struggling here to kind of create um, like smooth geometry. You can see there's like some bits of um, artifacts and some bumps and stuff. And like the surface isn't as, as unified. When you could print that and that should be okay, but I noticed that Thickening that up so that it's actually two perimeters um, came out with a better, stronger result. So this one for the Ultimaker, you see like all the little surfaces are nice and unified and even the, the sort of um, the infill here is like all nice and, and kind of uniformed and, and, uh, and nice looking, I don't know. But it printed out really well um, with this version. So you have both versions up there. Um, the only difference is the thickness, but uh, 
yeah, that's just a little look at slicing it and what are the differences between these two um, these two these two STLs really. So one's 0.4 and the other one's 0.8. If uh, the 0.4 looks a little too flimsy, try the 0.8. And these STLs are up on uh, the Learn Guide, on Thingiverse, and some of the other repo sites. I just linked the Thingiverse one. Yeah. Post up the Fusion file if you want to step through and edit the design. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so that's how uh, that's how was the slicings going. I'm lost. Cool. I, I All right, so. Yeah, so this was uh, definitely inspiring since uh, we saw some people were actually using like <clears throat> electrical tape or like a piece of cardboard yeah, to try to stabilize it. In a pinch, but that again, work that's okay, but. The, you know, the, you're putting it to the bottom because you can't really cover up the pads, and that right. doesn't really alleviate the problem. You're still going to have that wiggliness. Yeah, uh, yeah it really is that flap here that uh, that gets wedged in into the connector itself. Mm -hmm. um, because like this really shows, like even if it's an external wedge, this, like it just doesn't do anything. This actually wedges it out. <laughs> oh, it's actually worse. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's That's worse funny. because you're taking up space that uh, yeah. you know that could go in a little bit more further inside of the USB uh, port. Uh, you're actually eliminating that with that wedge there. Okay. And then the added problem that I didn't realize uh, because this USB hub in my computer is actually plugged in like this. Yeah, the so I can't are actually upside use, down. Yeah, I well, can't actually use any of these string uh, keys because they're all upside down. <laughs> That's what I would say. That's fine. Yeah, so be wary of your hub mm -hmm. and the orientation. All right, well, let's jump into um, any questions and whatnot on the Discord. What do folks think? Is that, is that something that might work for folks? I think so. People okay. like it, yay. Good, good, good. Yeah, and Pedro's got a Thingiverse link there for you. Cool, cool. All right, cool. All right, well, let's look at the, um, the Learn Guide, and we'll just kind of run through it a little bit. Mm -hmm. You can go to mm -hmm. learn.adafruit.com. It should be one of the newest uh, guides there, launched yesterday. Mm -hmm. And just a little general uh, overview of what you can use the Trinky for. Uh, John showed how to use this as a really neat uh, shutter uh, button for a camera, like an iOS device, mm -hmm. uh, to uh, outputting keyboard buttons. It, in this case, it's the volume up and down button. So you can have that attached to like one of those USB to lightning cable extenders and just use that to uh, take a stabilized photo of photography or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, because it is outputting the volume, you could use this for your computer as a volume key, dedicated volume key. Uh, if you have those MacBooks that have a touch screen. Mm -hmm. uh, have touch bar. Touch bar, have something that is more tactical, add that back onto your computer. Yeah. Okay. And then, of course, diffusing the lights and uh, having it as a nice little personal USB device that you can wear on the go to yeah, conferences. Yeah, You put that in your pocket, you're going to be uh, yeah, careful with those say, caps, man. They're small. Yeah, so they don't uh, get knocked out. Yeah. Over on the 3D printing page, you can see the links to edit the design if you want to you know, have a different style of the key ring or the tolerances or punch out a different shape for the button. There's lots of customizations you can do for your uh, organization. Yeah, and um, the, the preview in Fusion 360 has a really nice online web view. So without even having to download it, you can get in here and look at the, at the model if you want. You can do explosions and you can do, uh, yeah, you can explode it. And then of course down here, or up here rather, in the download button, you can download in all the different file formats. It'll just email it to you. There's one specific one that we want to take a look at here. I don't think it's in the yeah, it's web not, view. Yeah, it's not in here. You but, can actually uh, use the uh, AR app to yeah. get a little visualization of what the boards and that the is, cases look like. Yeah, did you want to demo that? Yeah, okay. I thought it was pretty cool. Let me see if I can do that. Um, it's under my files. So uh, as a part of Fusion, um, there is a new feature that allows you to export a USDZ, which is an AR file. So I downloaded it here, and I'll open it. And this is the 3D model of the Trinky. So there is the Trinky, and I can rotate it. And let me put it next to a real Trinky and see if it's the same. Kind of. Can you take off the knob? So I mean, so this this would make a lot of sense if we were 
making a big scale thing, you know, like you want to see if this fits in your workspace or if your design fits within the, the confines of a, room. Of, a, of a room. So that's what this is for. And we were just playing around with it. I, this is the first time playing with it, but. Um, in terms of the one-to-one -one scale. scale. Yeah, you can scale it up. And this is the built-in AR app that, uh, that Apple has. And some of the textures and stuff aren't showing up, but you know, that's fine. Um, I think for visual things that need scale, uh, this could be this could be useful for some things, um, but for now, it's just to show that that's a new feature and you can kind of play around with it in the model view. And um, these models are available to download in STL, STEP, and the original Fusion 360 file. So we have some new models of the USB Trinkies. The first one being the slide Trinkie. This one has a 35 millimeter slide potentiometer and one cap touch pad. And then we have the rotary trinky, uses a rotary coder. And it has the reset button on the back and of course the cap touch. I forgot to mention it has the NeoPixel right on it, mm -hmm. one. Yep. And the slide trinky has two NeoPixel reverse mounted. They're on the back there. I might have Forgot that, and they're this one. They're all using the Sand D21, I think. Sorry. For now. <laughs> For now, right? And then the last bit here is the the Neo Trinky. It's so cute. It's so, so small. cute. It's so small. Got to collect them all. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we got those models for you, folks. We and have, uh, um, they're up. Which one? Forgot that the little Trinky squid. This uh, thing. Octopus. Yeah, Squid Neo Trinket. Here's the character. Yeah. Um, I was going to say the GitHub repo is where you can grab these files. They're also uh, linked into the learn guide. So if you go to the Neo Trinket learn guide, it's in there. And some of the learn guides aren't out yet because these products are very, just, very new. I just went to learn, and it looks like Katni has released the oh my God, just now. Trinket. Let's everybody and go look. I think just the Trinket. <laughs> okay. Under new guides. I'm sorry, Neo Key Trinky. Neo Key Trinky. Okay. I think it got updated because this has been out, I think. Oh no, this is the key. Yes, yes. I haven't made the Neo Key yet. Yeah, Neo Key and Neo Trinky are, are confusing because one's the key and one's mm -hmm. just pixels, right? Right. Okay. Yeah, I'll make a model of this one as well. Um, I haven't done that yet, so that's the next one to do. Cool. All right. And then uh, Brent in the chat room asked if anybody was using these for 3D modeling, modeling applications. And Doctor was saying a, the rotary for scale would be cool. And uh, volume slider, uh, this certainly is saying uh, if it's powered, is it an electric slide? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Back over to here. And then. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure, scaling. Using guitar knobs for rotary encoders from uh, Xena. Okay. Cool. All right, well, as folks comment and stuff, let's go over the 3D printing page. Um, there are some little things that you'll want to do with the, the Neo, the Neo Trinket Trinky. The Neo Trinky <laughs> case needs a little bit of support material. So we have some settings here that might give you better results when using supports. Yeah, so some of those, the settings that I like using for supports to make it a little bit more easier to remove are the uh, extrusion width. Knock that down to 0.2. That'll mm, uh, make one. it nice and thin so it, uh, it makes it brittle so you can just like flick it off. Mm -hmm. The support density, uh, I wish the, the um, standard infill for the density was lower than what it's usually at. It's 20%. Ooh. I usually use 4%. And then the support Z height. This is the distance between the top of your part and the, the supports. Mm -hmm. I usually have it at 0.21. Turn off the interfaces. I leave on the support roof. So it'll like make a nice flat uh, like set layer mm. to separate the actual part. And then using the zigzag support or zigzag part pattern for the support uh, and the roof. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't use many supports, and this is all really good info to kind of reference because, like, 
I don't know. <laughs> so it was really good that you laid that out. Yep. And the parts are all uh, print, uh, ready to go as is. They're okay. all oriented in Sweet. the... Uh, an STL. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. All right, assemble. Assembly, we showed that live. Uh, you literally just slide it into the bottom slot, not the top. That mm -hmm. is for the cover. And then the cover, uh, just line up that little hook piece so it snaps into the slot on the P, uh, PCB. Snaps in. And then the optional conductive touch pads uh, just snap into the top of each uh, left and right conductive uh, mm -hmm. pad. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Super simple assembly yeah, for that. We're good. Toughest Sweet. part is probably going to be printing it. <laughs> yeah, which is why we wanted to share how to slice it and some things to look at, line mm -hmm. with supports for the new Trinky case. But if you're doing the collar, there's some good. And because it prints so quick, the, the cycle of iterating should be fairly quick. Yeah. So whether you want to change the CAD or just uh, update your line extrusion, you should be able to get a good part. Get some focus here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's that? Right Better. Yay. All right, and that is the Neo Trinky this is case. Project. Oh. Come out with more, and I think uh, Larnfill are going to try to have these manufactured. Uh, there there, there uh, was chats about that. We'll see what happens there. Um, it's easier for folks to print it. Yeah. We've All been right. trying to manufacture. I'll stop. <laughs> what? It was like, what are the things we were going to injection mold a year or two ago? Oh, yeah. It takes uh, a you little know, bit, There was folks. sort of a pandemic, a pandemic yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to what are we prototyping? Yeah, this so super cool. this is super cool. So I'll start off with a big shout out to Liz Clark, Blitz City DIY, and she came up with this project idea using the Funhouse to make a smart fume extractor. So the idea here is to use one of the gas uh, CO2 sensors uh, to measure and sense the fumes, and then the fan is controlled with PWM using the EMC2101 fan controller, she was able to map the, the RPMs of the fan with the PPM, the parts per million um, value for fumes. And then because it's, an, it's, it's, a, it's a Wi-Fi board, it's using the ESP32S2 on the Funhouse, it's actually logging the fumes to the cloud, sending the fumes to the cloud and logging the data in the IO dashboard. Very, very cool project. Um, I wanted to make the, the, the case for it, so I came up with a design that would house the fan and have the funhouse on the side. So this is what I came up with, a little explosion of the parts and the screws and things, but you have a nice little case that all snap fits together for the, this is a Noctuo 140 millimeter fan. It's five volts, it has PWM, and we also have a carbon filter in the front there of the, of the case. And then uh, the gas sensor, while Liz was testing out the gas sensor, she figured that the best placement for it was like directly in the center of the fan. So I have this fun curvy X grid, uh, grill rather, that, that gets just bolted on top of the top cover. It's super modular, so if you want to just make this a standalone fume extractor with no smarts, y'all can do that too. But it's really cool that all these pieces come together to, uh, to make a, a really smart or really complicated fume extractor. And Lamar had a really good bit uh, when, when Liz was uh, showing it off on one of the show and tells that it is actually a really useful demo, especially for um, uh, assembly and, and factory settings where you need to know and get notified when there's too much gas or too much CO2. So here it is running. I'm gonna adjust the camera so you can see the whole thing. There's a 140, 140 millimeter fan. This is, uh, you know, forgive me for not knowing how to say, but I think it's Noctua is the fan style. So you got, of course, the, the quality of a Noctua fan. It's got like silicone bumpers, so it has like really minimal noise, um, very minimal, uh, what do you call it, Sh uh, shakiness. It's a really good quality fan. And of course, five volts in PWM, so the fan, has uh, four wired connections. You have a tack and a fan pin on this um, this fan controller. It is a Stemma board, so you can connect and daisy chain it with Stemma. Let's see if I can do focus here. Come on. So here's a good look of it. So that gets bolted to this uh, to this plate. The plate gets bolted to the frame. Funhouse gets bolted to the plate. On the side of the the Funhouse, you can see I have my my Stemma connector and two of these. I'm, 
I'm able to get five volts. Uh, shout out to Lamar for doing that. Uh, you can get five volts uh, out of any of these one, two, and three, or zero, one, and two analog JST connectors. So I got power and ground feeding uh, from the AO, A0 um, pin uh, to do power and ground, uh, five volt power and ground from the fan. And then this guy here is the SGP30, the MOX gas sensor, uh, I2, uh, I squared C sensor. So of course we got the stem connector routing down here, feeds in through the back there, and then it, it connects daisy chains into the EMC, which is the fan controller, and the fan controller daisy chains back into the funhouse. Super easy to disconnect everything. It's super modular. Liz did an awesome job on the graphics and display I.O. This is all CircuitPython, forgot to mention, but it's, I'm gonna actually hit refer, uh, reboot so that it can show you like the full step of the program. Um, so give it a sec to load uh, the bitmaps and stuff. Faster than Raspberry Pi, but hey. <laughs> so you, you get presented with a really nice splash screen. Do you wanna send your fumes to I.O. or not? So that's really cool that you can kind of program your uh, your kind of state machine to say, do you, do you want this feature or not? So I'm gonna say yes. It's gonna to connect to our Wi-Fi. It's got this nice splash screen. And then uh, you got some labels here, starter fumes. Here's uh, the, the reading right now in the gas sensor. And then because it's mapped to it, um, I have it set to zero on this. So a zero fan speed for 400 ppms. Um, the quickest way for us to test this without having to sit here and solder fumes is with one of these things. This is an air canister. So I'm just gonna blow a little bit of air in it. You can see, holy majoli, it's 28,000 PPM. So here's the fan going. It's quiet, you can't hear it because it's quiet, but there it is, it's on. You can see the fan. And please. yeah, if I had some solder smoke, you could see all the smoke going in here. And this is a carbon activated filter that we stock in the store and it fits perfectly over the 140 millimeter fan. So there it goes. Um, all the gas is gone and the fan has stopped. Let me do it again. Hundred percent. Uh, I know it's too much. <coughs> I am dying here. We need to holy ball look at that three thousand. But it's going back down. And uh, the, you know, you can change the, the threshold, the map range super easy. So if you have more or less values, you can change it up. So I have an Adafruit IO dashboard set up. And this is logging. Uh, almost stuff. So you can see here that, yep, yeah, spiked up there at 11.33, which was right now. So that's really cool, and you can edit your dashboard if you want to make this bigger, smaller, let's make this, let's expand this out, and then I can even change this from four hours to just two hours, and that'll give me more, um, more, uh, what would you say? Viewing area. More viewing area to kind of just look at that little slice of time. So this could be really useful in a factory setting or if you just yeah if you have like a lot of machines you have your own little machine shop and you have the thing where you have a lot of laser cutters and you need to be aware of how much gas you're producing there you go you can rework this to to make it fit your stuff yeah so there i really go. like this because we usually leave the fans going like all overnight and it'd be awesome if it could just turn itself off after there wasn't yeah. any more solder fumes in the air. Yeah, and because this is Circuit Python, all this code would work with a different board, a different display. Let's say we want to do low power with MagTag, mm. right? Then you're not then you're not <laughs> burning your power on uh, on the TFT display, yeah. right? So you can easily rework this code with just a couple lines and just kind of specify what what display you have, and then bam, you can have this running on an e ink display like the MagTag board. Now, yeah. that's the power of CircuitPython. I think a lot of folks don't know that, that are just getting started. Is that like, wait, I can upload my code on a different board? If it supports CircuitPython, yeah, for sure. You can jump around from the CMD21 to an RP2040 and on back over to an ESP32-S2. <laughs> I just posted out the links here. Just, just, here's another. Dance fan, dance for me. <laughs> See, Dwester saying that uh, he's thinking that the sensor closer to the source would be more appropriate. I think Liz tried that, right? This was uh, the easiest way to compact yeah, everything. Yeah, originally into I wanted one. to put it down here. She was like, no, put it up here. I think it's much better there. Because of the way the smoke flows. Yeah. And it, we had to run through, like, well, I was putting it in the back, but 
then the carbon filter would filter it out. I was like, oh, well, I'll put this in the center. It, it just kept, this mm. was just kind of being the best spot, I think, for it. And I figured maybe that I could do a case that would cover this to keep, you know, to keep it clean because it could develop some residue over time. Mm. This is a prototype, man. I don't know. <laughs> I just, yeah, maybe like the ones we did for the CO2 monitor. Uh, yeah. Carter suggested having like a grill, uh, right. like a bunch of little holes. Okay. No, we could do that too. But yeah, this whole piece here, I'm glad that this isn't baked into this top piece here because now I can just reprint this piece without having to reprint all the pieces again. That's why I really like taking my cases and then splitting them into three. Bottom cover, top cover, frame. And that's how it works. Look how easy it is to take it apart, right? Like this is the fan, it gets secured uh, to this little grill here, which is just a bunch of infill, gyroid infill. And then here's the frame. You can see the nuts here is what's securing uh, this bracket here. And then the top bit here pops out too. You can see the carbon filter has a bit of a retainer thing here that keeps it from hitting the fan. It's got a really tight fit, but yeah, I'll just leave it in there. <laughs> I'd have to get a spudger to pop this out. It's got really nice tight fitting there. But yeah, this little extra bit here keeps the carbon filter from touching the fan. Really good point from Susan, who's saying that you could add a separate one to the back to test the efficiency oh, of the carbon filter. That is a great idea to see uh, how clean is my hair coming That's out. That's a really good idea. Just snapping these back and then in. it could like warn you, like the uh, the air purifiers that we have, or it could right. tell you, hey, you need to change the filter. Oh my gosh, that is even, wow. <laughs> That's a really good idea. That is a really good idea, Susan. And then uh, I made sure to have a uh, opening here for the wiring so you don't have to do any complicated solder threading when you're uh, assembling yeah. the case. So that's really it, it just all snap fits together. Um, a lot of the techniques that I learned from the, the, the NeoPixel and the Matrix cases have that mm. similar kind mm -hmm. of press fit. There's not really those snap fit grabber things because it's just, it just didn't need it here because you have so much, so much uh, height here, so much material that you can grab onto that it could just stay like that. It's funny how the skill of things changes how the tolerances work. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, so we'll have this one out in about two or three weeks as we uh, ramp up here. Yeah, we're trying to do like the guide one week and the video the next week just to yeah. give us a little bit of breathing. Yeah, room. we are, we're still operating stuff. a half speed with no kitchen here that's being remodeled mm -hmm. and uh, that's that's really what's going on. But yeah, this is a very, very awesome one. Huge shout out to Liz uh, for ideating and, and coding it up. She also did the graphics, of course. Graphics, very, very, very handy awesome. operating. Uh, for workflow purposes. Oops, it's just very handy. Discord. And I'll check in in the chat and say hello. Zena saying the fan is way larger than they thought. Yeah, it's a pretty big fan, but uh, uh, I listed her her her, her research I thought it was, on I thought finding it was a small uh, fan as well. Yeah, now finding a good fan that's five volts and PWM and under fifty dollars, so it's like a twenty dollar fan, which is. Which is good. It's not. It's not too pricey, especially for that brand. Mm -hmm. Not. Not. Sorry. Not. not I want to say Nautica. Remember Nautica from the nineties. All right. Looking at the notes here. I think we are ready for. Did we show this makes. video? We didn't even show this video, did we? Oh no. We we oh, demonstrated man. it live. Yeah. It's so fine. this. Sorry. Let's yeah, go. Just to show how. Let's go back to the Neo Trinket. Pedro came up with this really nice video to show. Um, you know, the, the thing in action, really. Um, we try to do our best on the webcam, but this is shot with a nice 4K camera and super clean and crisp focus. But you can see here on one of the MacBook Airs, um, it really does make it m much more sturdy. Yeah, so that's the video. Just wanted to share that. Slides out. We're on that subject too. Collar. Yeah, that YouTube uh, oh, player. Oh, right, the YouTube player. Let's see if we can like get that working. Back and forth. Give me a that. sec to open up QuickTime. And uh, what video? The lattice video, why not? Yeah, so John showed this off in his show yesterday. Yeah, give me a sec to. Uh, I don't think I have a view set up for this. Yeah, we won't be able to see this and that at the same oh, no, that's time. Fine. 
So this is just stepping through a quick time file, super handy when we're editing stuff and making sure that there weren't any like uh, frames that were missing or something like that. So we have the scroll uh, going forward and backwards, pushing in to play, and then the tab or the cap touch go backwards. Yeah, it's visible. Yeah, this is this was on JP's product pick of the week yesterday. Huge shout out for JP. He uploaded his code to his gist because we're working on getting it out there as a learn guide. So in the meantime, you can actually get this code right now um, by heading over to JP's uh, GitHub. He posted a link to it yesterday. That's where I was able to grab it. Um, and definitely check out yesterday's product pick of the week if you haven't already. He talks all about the rotary trinket and steps through the code. So here is what Pedro's using. Um, I think this should be OK. Yeah. It's just going to give me a bunch of boops because um, it's it's just doing a couple of characters, right? Like the, I think the arrow keys. Yeah, it's just doing arrow keys right there. And then the NeoPixel is also stepping through some of the colors. Right now it's a boop machine. It makes boops. <laughs> you get the point, right? Cool. Yeah. So uh, yeah, check it out. Wish I had the link to, to the, to the code, but you all can retrieve it. Search for it in the live broadcast. Oh, I think I might be able to scroll up to it. Here it is. Got it. Ha! Here it is. I'll just post it again in the Discord, face and in case folks want this. Mm -hmm. All right. I hope that helps. There we go. All right, wonderful. All Sorry right. to do backtrack, but I, I saw that in the shot. And I wanted to bring it back out. So, yeah. Right. But to bring it back around, that's what we're prototyping. Smart fan collab with Liz Clark. Very handy. Very handy. All right, let's go ahead and jump into this week's Community Makes. Every week right. we take a three model from the community printed out. This week is this lovely open lattice top. This one's by Scott McClurg. This is very fancy. We printed in like a color changing filament. I did use rainbow, but because of the size of the model, uh, it wasn't big enough to actually get to the next filament change. So yeah. I would recommend just uh, swapping it yourself to get that nice rainbow color. And here it is. Nice uh, top that spins uh, very smoothly, yeah, surprisingly. I thought this would fail with all of the retraction goo that you see in the uh, time lapse there. Yeah. Well it spins forever. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. It's nicely weighed. Uh, even with a low infill, uh, it still spins very well. Yeah. Uh, of course. Uh, you have children. This is a very nice tool to keep them occupied for a yeah. couple minutes. And uh, yeah, I really like the design of this. Take a look at the Thingiverse page for this. You can see how he did the color swapping on his own. This is a very nice way to do it. Yeah. Oh, and um, Scott has quite a few different top designs, so you can check them out. Also, a bunch of different uh, ornaments. Like tree toppers. Which, uh, yeah, similar type of style. Yeah, very cool stuff. So shout out to Scott for uh, releasing some cool designs. I want to try out this uh, spherical wind spinner. That's oh, this cool. one? Yeah, yeah, that looks great. Came out with it in May, May 5th. Nice. That's okay, a good I'll one. Try that next. Yeah, I'll try that next. Why not? Very, very cool stuff. All right, well, we do have some more community makes that were sent to us through the emails and whatnot. So uh, let me see if I can pull those out. All right, this one here is. A couple of years ago, that's not it. Hold on, give me a second. That's John's code. <laughs> copy. I thought I hit First copy. This one is the IoT on air sign. Yeah, this is the older one from 2016. We made one in 2020, or was it 2019? That was an update to it. Who cares? This is uh, the first version of it. It's on air, and um, Thingiverse user Blue Tees posted up that they made theirs a little less. It's just using five volt LED strips and old USB cable and the switch, of course. We like it when folks um, use what they have and uh, 
really good uh, print here. And there's a little video too. So very cool. Thank you for uh, for printing that. Okay, the next one. We got another one here. This is a little case update for the mag tag. This uses. Um, I think that maybe it's from, it's like the cloud, right? It's like the cloud face, but integrated into the, the, the SnapFit case. So I think it's a bit of a remix yeah. here. So yeah, posted, we posted the file. Thank you for posting the 360, made uh, models to resemble cloud, very easy. Yeah, very cool. And uh, ran it uh, on a direct drive printer, printed face down. Supports were not needed. Yep, Sweet. on a Krilty, Ender 3. Very good stuff, and uh, that's great. Use of their mag tags, a little forecast weather. Okay, the next one is, I believe, one of the first makes of the Dark Saber build. So the Dark Saber build, still under construction. This one's by um, Hicksvicendicronis. <laughs> Sorry, thank you for Suzer. Uh, it's still under construction, waiting to add the LEDs when they arrive, then touch up with the airbrushing. Very cool. And this was printed on the Sidewinder X1. <clears throat> Sweet. And it looks like some Kapton tape there to kind of hold it in place. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Bit of a fit space fan, too. All right, and another one. This one. Did that copy? It probably didn't copy, right? Okay. This one's kind of a twofer. So another Dark Saber came up. This one by J.R. Pinter posted this one up. And this is looking a little bit more complete. Check out the whole hilt. It's fully assembled yeah, it and so the blade nice. is nice and fully illuminated. That is excellent. Brought out the at uh, Hollywood Studios, uh -huh. um, Galaxy's Edge, we bought the Dark Saber that they had released. Yeah, the little kid one. It does not look as oh, cool on, as this. Yeah. So, um, Built a home built Ender clone, mm -hmm. and then uh, JR Printer, I believe, also made a remix. Yes, what did I they posted remix? the link to that if you guys want to check it out. It is an illuminated emitter. I was, I didn't have time, but I want to print this out um, right here. Okay, so this is from the first uh, Thingiverse user, Hicks Vincent Draconis. <laughs> um, yeah, the emitter has the little it's just cutouts. The things I was requesting when you were modeling. Yeah, that. I was like, nah, man, that's just. It's I'm, too late. I'm man. already three months. Like, I'm already a month in. I'm not gonna <laughs> do that. This is where I wanted folks to do it, and they did it. So that is really cool. That looks so nice. So yeah, I could just print out this one piece, and I think it has all the inner, you know, all the geometry inside there seems to be good. So I'm gonna try it out and see how it looks. Um, yeah, so huge shout out to uh, Think of Receiver. I'm still amazed that even the, they released two different ones at Galaxy's Edge, and one that uh, you can get in the, uh, is it the Sabi's Workshop, I think? Yeah. You can build your own, and it's still plastic. It's like, what? Yeah, right. Why isn't it metal? Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, you can do lots of sanding techniques and <clears throat> post-processing things uh, to make it look really, really smooth, and that's really cool. All right, I think that's all the community makes we got this week. And uh, yeah, that's it. That was this week. Very fun. Last week, I don't think we had many, but this week, they turned around. Is this uh, the Matrix display uh, That was harness uh, two okay. weeks ago. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's go in through all the links. I think we got everything. Show notes. <laughs> JP's saying he likes the boop machine. And the uh, this is true, yeah, Big Sur. You can mm. tell if you're on Big Sur because like, trash a trash can has like this, uh, this, this snare subtle. drum. It's kind of like, yeah. yeah, it's getting neat. It's a lot more subtle than the uh, sounds before. Mm. All right, cool. I think that's it for the show. Yeah, thank you everybody for uh, joining us and for everybody submitting their their makes and stuff. So we just wanted to take a look at those. Um, we invite you to tonight's show and tell, hosted by Lamar and Mr. Lady Ada, Phil Durham. So check it out. It'll be at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time every Wednesday. It's at 7.30 p.m. for the most part. Then shortly after that is Ask an Engineer with Lamar and Phil at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Should be a fully packed show this week. Lots of all of the maker news going on, mm -hmm. the products, and some of the behind the scenes of what Lamar is working on. Yep. Get the uh, MPI, Python on hardware, and all the other fun segments. Maybe a rant or two. Ooh. Ooh. My favorite. 
All right. Well, that's going to do it for this show. Don't forget tomorrow, you check, check in with JP at 4 p.m. every Thursday. Mm -hmm. And then on Fridays, it's Scott Deep Dives, mostly on Fridays at yeah. 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern. Sundays with Lamar, Lady Ada, from the desk of Lady Ada. Yep. Next Maybe. week, don't forget, this one's on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Circuit Pilot meeting's on Tuesday because there's a holiday here in the States on the Monday. And then going back around on Tuesday as well with uh, JP's product pick of the week. Yeah. Awesome. All right, well, we'll say goodbye to everybody as we close this down. Don't forget, tonight is the show and tell. We invite you to come on, whether you have a project or not. We would love to see what you're working on or what you want to work on. Also, retro gear is fun to look at too. Like, yeah, this yeah. fun old piece of tech. I think they're gonna try to calibrate on having like a piece of like mobile devices, like That's the right, Palm or yeah. something. That's right. Everybody, yeah, we'll have like special little themed yeah. things for the Adafruiters here. Awesome. All right. Excellent. All right, so for the show. Yeah. And don't forget to make a great day. Bye, folks. See you later tonight. Bye. <laughs>